0: It's time for episode 510 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that always has two hosts, but not necessarily the ones you expect. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal, and yes, also my dungeon buddy, because yes, we also play Dungeons & Dragons online together.
1: It's James Thompson. Hi, James. Thanks, Micah. My... On again, off again, Dungeon Buddy. Um, I, I'm doing well now that I've graduated from Clockwise College to this esteemed and hopefully tenured position. Um <laughs> I I hadn't noticed before just how luxurious these host seats are.
0: Yo, oh, we don't we don't mention that part. We got yeah we've got them unfolding chairs out there. We gotta we gotta keep our our velvety beautiful chairs a secret. Uh, uh, but yeah, let's have everybody distracted by pomp and circumstance playing in the background while I introduce uh, our first guest to my left. It's the president and principal analyst at Creative Strategies and the founder of the Heart of Tech. It's Carolina Milanese welcome back to the show
2: thank you for having me and hopefully the gods of internet and thunder are with me because there's a big thunder um weather in atlanta at the moment so
1: and to my left is noted vfx artist joe Rosensteel. hi joe
3: hi uh we have spared ourselves the thunder and lightning storm budget for the vfx and we just have <laughs> sunshine today here in southern california <laughs>
0: Uh, and I'm going to kick things off. We've got four topics, just 30 minutes, and here is mine for all of you. There are a number of new social media services out there that are trying to be your Twitter replacement uh, Mastodon, Blue Sky, T2, Spill, the upcoming Threads app, and so many more. Are you on any of these services? And which have you used with any regularity? Carolina, we'll start with you.
2: I think I ask myself every day, where am I going to go? And I haven't quite made up my mind, to be honest. Um, It's kind of annoying that, you know, Twitter has become what it is, given the investment I made on it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's hard to walk away from, you know, 16,000 people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, uh, um, you know, I tried Mastodon, didn't quite do it at the very beginning. I need to go back into it and see what... um, you know what the opportunity really is there, but I haven't tried any other. I'm trying to diversify more of my platforms, and so using, you know, Instagram and YouTube, uh, TikTok and LinkedIn more. Uh, but it's a different platform is is for longer format, both in writing and then video, but not really to kind of share, you know, my thoughts quickly on any topic that I think I'm an expert. <laughs> so we'll see
1: I am on a number of them but the only two that I'm really using right now are Mastodon and Blue Sky it does feel like the entire tech community moved over to Mastodon over the course of a single weekend about six months ago but like the comics people the book people the games people they didn't so it's really good for talking to the tech press and other developers, but it's not amazing if you're trying to promote something to like normal human beings, but it is slowly improving. But since I disengaged with Twitter uh, back then, it doesn't really feel things like blue sky or Twitter replacements more that they're trying to tempt me away from Mastodon and if anything. Um, blue sky feels like Twitter in the fun, cool early days, but I think that's literally only because it's invite only and there's only about 200,000 people there. If you add in all the terrible people from Twitter without a lot of protection and moderation, it's just going to rapidly become a much worse place. And don't forget that. It's from Jack Dorsey, who thought that selling Twitter to Elon Musk was a sensible plan. Um, as for Threads, anyone who grew up in the UK in the 80s associates that name with a film that they showed in schools, showing the realistic horrors of nuclear war. So I don't have <laughs> oh, great feelings about that as a, as a product. Even aside from Meta's own radioactive involvement with it, um, I think small private communities are the future. You know, such as the Really FM members Discord join today.
3: <laughs> um, so I'm on Mastodon, and uh, I've said this before, and I feel like I'll have to say it again. But I, I don't feel like there is a Twitter replacement uh, because it is the product is also the network that of people that you have, and so you can't get everybody to move anywhere. So y- y- wherever you're going to go is going to be different, and you might find that you need to go to a bunch of different places. And then it's like my use case is different from like carolina's or micah's where it's like you have an audience that you're broadcasting to you need to tell them shows or times or places or events and things um or communicate you know big ideas about uh what you have going on and i i don't have big ideas i have tiny ideas um and i just need to place to putts around so uh mastodon fits that bill uh i i saw what was it david pierce's post on uh the verge the other day about how uh discord is blowing up and people might move to discord And it's just like that's it's complicated i think uh f- for a lot of reasons and is very insular and terrible uh and i don't see it scaling d- despite what i think they're trying to do by moving everybody over to uh unique names. So maybe they're going to open it up more to just be like an everything service at some point. Um, But I don't just like a fire hose of community stuff. Um, It's very difficult uh, for me to manage. But that's how I feel about it.
0: Yeah. So thank you all, first and foremost, uh, for sharing there. I try to put myself on all of the platforms, using them as a whole other thing. I am not really these days a big contributor to any platform. Um, I Because oftentimes what happens is I will think of something and then I will have that paralysis of choice. Where do I put it? Do I put it on Twitter where I have also invested a lot of time and energy? Uh, but now it seems like it's not, it's not giving back what I've given to it. Uh, do do I put it elsewhere, um, where I'm maybe trying to build a new community? Um, or do I just go about my merry day and forget about all of it? And time and time again, I seem to choose that, that last one, but you know, I stay hopeful and occasionally do post to them, uh, uh, and we'll occasionally even cross post when it's something that I you know really want to share with with different people out there. So, yeah, I just wanted to see if anyone was kind of really sticking with something in particular. Uh, and overall, the the community, uh, of which I am a part, does seem to have a place in their heart for Mastodon. So uh, anytime I'm trying to see what's up with the group, uh, Mastodon is one of the places I go. All right. Thank you all for your answers on that topic. Let's go, go to our next one, which comes from Carolina.
2: Thank you. And uh, given that we are right back from the 4th of July, and with that comes fireworks and sales, and we are a week away from um Prime Day, I was wondering if you are looking for any tech products to go on sale or maybe you already found them.
1: So I've just bought a bunch of things for traveling. So I'm kind of hoping that they aren't on sale next week because (laughs) then I'm just going to look pretty foolish. Um, I got one of the Kobo Libra 2 e-readers a few weeks ago as part part of an attempt to become less reliant on Amazon for all my books. So it would be somewhat um, amusing and ironic if they are actually on sale on Prime Day. Amazon tends to discount their own hardware pretty well then, but now I don't need a Kindle. Generally, though, I find the Prime Day sales to be pretty bad. I always look through the deals either way thinking, you know, oh, I don't want to miss out on something. But the reality is most of it is a lot of junk I don't need or want. But now it's just slightly cheaper discounted junk I don't need or want. And I need to learn that spending money won't make me happier, even if it is cheap Lego. But the one exception that I have found frequently is storage. For some reason, SSDs and memory sticks from your San discs and Samsungs tend to get pretty good discounts on Prime Day. And that doesn't normally happen for the rest of the year. So I'm still using spinning disks for some of my backups and I'd like to get a two terabyte SSD or something instead. So that's probably the thing that I'll be looking for. I don't
3: know exactly what <laughs> I'm looking for out of Prime Day. Every year it comes and I look at it and look through it And I see what it has to offer and then I don't buy anything. And I feel like I've just spent a lot of time browsing junk. That's just a bunch of like consonants um, for names of products and things. (laughs) Um, I don't feel like Amazon does a good job of ever telling me or surfacing the actual like valuable things that would be, you know, worth my time for like it being a sale. The only thing I really want to buy right now is uh, perhaps an upgraded camera that I have. A little hobby of mine is, is photography, but there are rumors that Sony is going to be introducing a new model of camera on the 12th and so i don't think it will be a part of the prime day sale <laughs> um but uh, but that's one of those things where it's just like would it be valuable to me to buy a discounted older generation of camera uh, at, during that time period when i really want the one that's going to go on sale i don't think so um so yeah a, a limited limited value to me
0: I think my favorite and I know this wasn't the question, but my favorite Prime Day uh, sale that ever happened, they were really trying to hype up the Echo as a way of ordering. And so during Prime Day, if you ordered this item using the Echo, then it was an extra like five dollars off. And it was this adorable little ducky, this little squeaky ducky for <laughs> my dog. And so I said, hey, you know who uh, ordered the, the ducky toy or whatever, and it found the right one because it had a phrase next to it. So it was like an extra $5 off. So maybe it was like six bucks, right? And I get it in the mail and it is gigantic. It is larger than my dog and just (laughs) hilarious. So I'm like, well, Henry, here you go. I set it down next to him and he promptly like, uh, you know, sort of sniffed it a little bit, uh, bit on it a little bit, but then it quickly became like a little snuggle friend for him. So I, I loved that thing for as long as it lasted. Um, outside of that though, I haven't really gotten a lot of stuff during prime day, but I do have my camel, camel, camel things set up. And like James, I'm always looking in storage, uh, particularly for, as uh, James was talking about, spinning uh, stuff for network attached storage, and then also power. Anchor usually has good sales from time to time. So uh, I'll be looking there too. Uh, Carolina, what about you?
2: Well, funny you mentioned Anchor. Uh, I was looking at their uh, discount. They already started. They have a pre-Prime Uh, set of discounts. So um, I was looking at the chargers and and, uh, all sorts of other things. Um, To James's point about e-readers, I was actually looking at the Kindle Scribe that I want to try because I have a Remarkable that I love uh, and I wanted to see what the experience was like. And then generally, I agree with you, there's a lot of junk that, um, you know, I don't need. And also, I find it sometime that, you know, they put flashy lights on discount and, you know, deal. And then you look and it's like $2 cheaper than it would normally be, right? (laughs) (laughs) So there's also that part. And I think the, the only other thing I'm looking for is lights. But I was a bit put off by the fact that I just bought... One of those portable sticks, which is great, but to James' points earlier, it went on sale (laughs) like a week (laughs) after I bought it. And it was like $30 cheaper. So that's the other part of like kind of being annoyed by, you know, some of his offering. But um, overall, it feels like we all agree that it's more uh, smoke and mirrors than than real deals that are going to come through.
0: Uh, well, I have a great option for you that is not smoke and mirrors. It's a wonderful t-shirt that you can own. It's very comfortable, uh, comes in many sizes, comes in many options. It is the clockwise shirt because it's halftime here at clockwise. And I want to tell you about the clockwise search shirt. You just go to clockwise.social slash shirt. And there you will be forwarded to the link to our clockwise shirt, our lovely clockwise shirt. It comes in uh, many different colors. I don't think I mentioned that as well. Uh, and it is available from Cotton Bureau. Many people, once they hear it's from Cotton Bureau, go, ooh, I need to hop on that because, uh, yes, the Cotton Bureau tees are very comfortable. Um, I have mine in a beautiful green color. And uh, yeah, it's it's soft and lovely. And it has a great uh, bit of clockwise artwork on the front. So consider picking up the Clock clockwise tea when you do it helps support uh, dan and me here at uh, clockwise all right we are back from the break and that means it's time for james's topic james what do you have for us
1: so the eu announced yesterday that seven large companies including apple have indicated that the new digital markets act is going to apply to them Which means, amongst other things, interoperability of messaging platforms and the availability of sideloading and third-party app stores. And this is by spring 2024. Do you think that Apple and others will comply with the spirit of the laws on time? (laughs) And will these features be available outside the EU?
3: Yeah. I don't know. It's they Apple fights the stuff. All, they don't want governments to tell them what to do and blah, 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 blah. Even if they're going to do it anyways, like supposedly with the USB-C switch um, that's going to be occurring uh, from from Lightning. But at the same time, it's, it's it's inevitable Inevitable with the other global court rulings and other laws that are going into effect that they have to move some stuff around somewhere. Uh, I don't know how much of it will be grudgingly only be applied to people in the EU um, somehow. And then in the rest of the world, we'll have things operate as they are. I I don't know what kind of bifurcation or fracturing of things we'll have. It just seems all very complicated and likely to be pushed out and extended and blah, 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 etc. Although it is, I think, a bigger sign that These sorts of things are overdue to be addressed by Apple and other companies. Uh, So who's to say what will materialize from it? But I think the pressure is definitely something that we need.
0: Do I think that Apple and others will comply with the spirit of the laws on time? I think that Apple and others will figure out some sort of miraculous way of complying with the law that has us looking like that guy from Jurassic Park going, clever girl, Um, which is how I felt about every instance of, of how they've complied with other laws that you know, uh, are telling them what to do in in many ways. There's some clever means of making it happen. As far as being available outside of the EU, that one I find fascinating. I wonder how that's going to go because we've seen the AirPlay deal in China um, where they sort of reduced the amount of time that anyone could share AirPlay with anyone else. And then people liked that feature so much that they did then uh, make it a feature that worked across the globe. So it's possible for them to release features that are specific to a given uh, territory or country or zone. But I don't know how feasible that is, depending on what's being done. So I guess what I'm saying, James, is I have no idea because my crystal ball uh, rolled off the table earlier and broke. And so I have to get a replacement. And that takes like three moon cycles. So it's going to be a while. Uh, Carolina, what about you? I
2: think it really depends on what's in it for the companies, right? And so uh, if, uh, for instance, it's going to be different dealing with sideloading uh, versus messaging, as an example, right? Mm-hmm. Sideloading, I think, is easy to make it region-specific, but, you know, with messaging, how do you navigate when, you know, one user is in the U.S. and one is in Europe? And so if you look at GDPR, most companies had to, you know, set their Privacy standards to GDPR level, and they did that internationally. They didn't just do it for the for the uh, European community, right? So, because it was easier to do it that way, than not try and figure out how you're going to do it differently for every country outside the EU. I wish that at the core of it, it wasn't about you know regulation and companies' power, but really would be about the consumer. And I don't think that this is always the case.
1: Yeah. I mean, every time I see something about the EU enacting some new consumer protection laws, I think, Oh, great. That will apply to me. And then shortly afterwards, I remember that the UK isn't part of the EU. Oh, <laughs> and then, then I'm just sad. So, oh. I, you know, I have a vested interest in hoping that Apple will find it more annoying to keep all this limited to one territory. Um, but I mean, financially, though, I can see Apple continuing to try and maximize their services revenue, which I will say, since I'm on my soapbox, has led to some of the worst decisions that they have made as a company in recent years. Um, but yeah, I mean, in an effort to hold on to that revenue from the App Store, they will either, I can see them dragging their feet and making each country fight them before they open things up, or, you know, they'll do a letter of the law thing and allow third-party stores everywhere but then still demand a cut of every single transaction from the developers until the EU tells them that they can't do that anymore like 10 years later the thing is i'm i'm not likely to use any of these third-party stores to sell my own apps and i'm not particularly in favor of sideloading because it just opens the door to piracy but i would like the pressure on apple to do better with their own stuff and for messaging you know i'd also i'd like to see some kind of global end-to-end encrypted messaging standard because i'm fed up i had to send a photo to a friend yesterday um who's on android and it cost me a pound to do so whoa because and sometimes even just like having emoji will trip it to be an mms and then we'll start costing you money um I'm somewhat skeptical that such a system could be agreed on and deployed in less than a year from now, even if everyone knew ahead of time that this was likely going to happen. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm very curious, but I think the fact that basically Apple and all these companies have admitted that, yeah, this does actually apply to us, uh, is an interesting step. That's the end of my topic. So, uh, that takes us around to Joe. What's your topic? Uh, so, with the recent changes to
3: some shows uh, and movies uh, being removed or canceled on certain streaming platforms, where we were promised a golden age of franchises forever that exists there, mm-hmm. uh, has it caused you to reevaluate how? many of these streaming platforms you're planning on staying subscribed to? Um, Are you considering dropping down into a lesser service tier that might be ad supported? Um, Or does it just make you grumpy uh, and you just want to vent about it for a second? Micah?
0: I have a problem. And my problem is that I have an outsized reaction to the sort of Television advertisement and the the let me say this I have an outsized reaction to unexpected advertisements, and so that could be when I am with some friends and for some and this is so I understand elitist and terrible of me, but they aren't paying for Spotify, and so then these stupid ads start playing, and I just sit there in my brain offended, and I'm having to listen to this this ad. I think that an when, when an advertisement is expected and it's part of the process and it's coming from the voices that you're used to, I genuinely do feel like that's different. It doesn't feel, you know, it, it's part of it. You feel it almost as like a signpost. But these advertisements that feel like they don't belong. It's so frustrating. And the same thing applies. We were watching a movie the other day, and I had just stopped paying for one of the streaming services. But uh, my partner wanted to watch something there. And so he was like, oh, I'll pay for it. So he paid for it. And we we're watching a movie, for God's sake. And in the movie, for God's sake, an advertisement came on. And I looked over at him and I was like, hold on, you cheaped out for the extra $3 <laughs> that would have saved us from watching an ad had during a movie. And then I just wanted to go on a rant about narrative structure and how the momentum was lost. And I don't like ads. I will pay to make sure that I don't have ads. I understand that I'm in a privileged position to be able to do so. Um, As far as downgrading to an ad supported tier, not today, not tomorrow, not ever, (laughs) Joe. (laughs) Carolina, what about you?
2: Um, So starting out with saying that I never started a subscription because of content. I started my subscription and then the content came. So I'm not, there are people that are very clever at doing that, just, you know, getting on board with a platform for a season or something to the point where the platform got clever and started releasing this (laughs) at a longer cycle so that they don't, you know, see their numbers come up and go down every other quarter. But I also am in a position where it's it's a family subscription and we all seem to like different things. So, you know, the the time where we come together and agree that the content is not for us, I think is going to take longer um, because we, we have very different likes and dislikes of content. Uh, I'm with Micah, though, as far as advertising, I I have a very low tolerance because generally I don't spend much time watching stuff uh, because I don't have the time. And so when I do... I don't want to be fiddling with advertising mm-hmm. and feeling like I'm wasting, you know, a minute and thirty seconds of my life watching this thing when I could do other stuff. So yes, I'm not chipping out. I, I definitely and I, I I would reevaluate my life choices, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> As far as, you know, where your partner is willing to go when it comes to (laughs) sponsoring content. But anyhow, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to necessarily cut the cord yet with, with any subscription.
1: Um, I mean, I think it's fair to say that it doesn't exactly endear me to these streamers when uh they remove stuff, particularly when it shows that they wholly own the IP for, you know, like there was the excellent Willow series on Disney Plus that's just gone or Star Trek Prodigy on Paramount Plus. And, you know, I can just about understand shopping these shows around to other networks to make some quick cash. But I mostly feel bad for the creatives who have their shows entirely disappeared, like some piece of Stalinist revisionism. (laughs) Or, I mean, like the Batgirl people who had years of work not even get seen in the first place because of a tax write-off. And we nearly got our car towed because of the filming for that, because it was all filmed around here. (laughs) Anyway, I've already, you know, I dumped Netflix a while ago for their support of terrible people and price increases and stuff but i still subscribe to the not entirely blameless disney amazon apple and paramount two of those i get bundled in with other services like the the amazon and apple and paramount was a i got a year's cheap subscription so you know i don't actually think i'm going to be voting with my wallet um because I'm watching lots of shows on Disney, but I'm also not entirely sure what I actually can do. I mean, you know, this podcast doesn't endorse finding alternative ways to watch the Willow TV series, but, you know, it doesn't not endorse it. It it doesn't not, (laughs) yes. Um, And Joe, why don't you round us out here?
3: I have also been a little grumbly, but um, like the rest of you, I think it's fair to say we're largely grumpy about changes rather than willing to actually change anything um and so i the biggest change i made was uh in the past year was going from the ad supported version of youtube to uh the youtube premium version um because i Bad ads. I mean, geez, Um, I I couldn't take it anymore. (laughs) It was driving me nuts. Um, And uh, that was like the biggest change in my life, I think, probably in media in many, many years, uh, because they were just so bad. But uh, would I go back down a tier to save money? No. Would I uh, cancel? Netflix right now because of the whole account sharing thing um and it was just like well I have to actually add my mom to it now and I ended up doing that for the extra 8 dollars because she it was the fastest way to get her stuff to watch than deal with like setting up an account so I was just like fine I'll do it but now I need to figure out how to like un un more her (laughs) (laughs) just like send her off on her merry way the next time i go to to tampa and see her and then that way i can cancel my subscription completely for that um because it just really hasn't provided me the value that uh i would like um and the only reason why it was even there was because she was using it so that that would be uh i think the big cancellation that i have coming up in my future uh and that's that's unfortunately all there is to say at the moment
0: All right. Well, with that, we have just about reached the end of this episode, but we have just enough time for a bonus topic. If you could be an expert in one of the following fields, which would you choose, cooking or baking? Carolina? Well, I'm a
2: great cook, FYI. So I'll choose baking because I think there's much more technique involved in baking than there is in cooking, and maybe I'm wrong.
1: So I I was initially torn on this one. My wife is an excellent cook. So on the one hand, I was thinking if I was an excellent baker, it would complement her skills. But after consulting her, it turns out that she would much rather have less to do with the cooking herself. (laughs) And so I'm going to be choosing that.
3: (laughs) Nice, Joe. I'm going to pick cooking too. Um, I'm fine at cooking, Um, but uh, I just really don't need all the sweets. I don't have a sweet tooth, so no baking.
0: All right. Well, I consider myself quite the baker. Uh, so I think I would choose cooking just so I could uh, have more skills there. Uh, thank you all for your answers on that bonus topic. And uh, you out there listening, if you'd like to get ad-free episodes with an extra overtime topic every week, you can become a member of Clockwise. Just go to relay.fm slash Clockwise and sign up for $5 a month or $50 a year, and you will help support the show. In this week's overtime topic, topic, we discuss international travel with tech. And with that, we have reached the end of this episode of Clockwise. All that's left is to thank our awesome guests, Carolina Milanese. Always
1: a pleasure to have you on the show.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: And Joe Rosensteel, thanks so much for being here as my first and probably last guest. Always a pleasure, James. And
0: James, it is time to say goodbye until next week, where I will return, hopefully with Dan, but it has been a pleasure having you here with me today. Uh, It is time, though, to remind everyone out there listening, watch what you say.
1: And keep watching the clock.
0: Bye, everybody.